What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Standard Joint production with Grant Cohn. I'm Rob Stats Carrera. He's Grant Cohn. I've already screwed up the intro, Grant. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. For people who are listening and not watching, you need to know that both Rob and I are wearing hats today, and we look phenomenal. We do, oh, and it's not planned, and we both kind of have white shirts on, too. So you yeah, know, this, We just this have is- great taste. That's how we roll on a Wednesday morning. It is <laughs> so on a Wednesday, on June 21st, Yes, that is exactly how we roll. I want to remind everybody, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channels. The Gold Standard YouTube page, like and subscribe. And of course, the Grant's YouTube page, like and subscribe. Hit that bell so you get notified when we go live. A couple topics on today's show. One I think that you and I are going to disagree on, and one I know that's already made you mad because we talked about it before the show began. First, we'll start with George Kittle. Then we'll get to the Kyle Shanahan thing. <laughs> Tight end U starts this week. Congratulations, George Kittle. They're going to do some classroom work. They're going to do some whatever, beer pong, whatever the hell they do. No, 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 no. Tell me, tell me what they do with tight end U. I'd like to know. They're, classroom work? Is there, a, is there a coach there or does George Kittle lead the, the meeting? I don't know who leads. I mean, George was talking I'd love about to know. last week that they do, you know, this Could guy. I get a syllabus? Could I get a schedule? Jordan Reed is going to talk about releases. They have a whole thing planned out. Whatever. Jordan Reed. Do what you do. That's fine. Is Tony Gonzalez going to be there? Yes, actually. I think he might. Boom. Yeah, that's definitely a guy you want to learn. Summit. Um, Congratulations. My point on George Kittle is I think that how he ended last year was huge for him because I think if he doesn't have the year he had last year, I don't know if he's still on the team this year. And I think he needs a big year this year to be on the team in 2024. Are you with me there? Uh, I am with you there. And I think people may forget this because a lot has happened in the last year. Like, you know, you know, uh, the season and Javon Kinlaw. But like before all of that stuff, I was the guy saying trade George Kittle. And people were mad at me for that. And then and then they were mad at me for Javon Kinlaw, which was bigger. But but. In like February or March, I was like, no, no, January. As soon as the season ended, I'm like, what are they paying George Kittle $20 million a year or whatever, $17 million a year for? The guy ended the season in the playoffs catching like 30 yards a game. He's almost 30. Get, get, get rid of him. And the season started that way for him. He was hurt. He had a slow start. And all of a sudden, Brock Purdy took over. And in the red zone, Brock's like, wait, 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 where's George? Where's George? Where's George? For the first time in George's career. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Keep George. He's really good. So, uh, yeah, I feel like he kind of answered those questions. He has to do it again, but now I'm sort of looking at Debo. Like, okay, okay, what about you? Like, you were carrying the offense like George at one point, but now you're not, and we got to see. Now you're and you're very expensive, so you got to justify that. Debo, I think that I agree. George, at the end of the year, his touchdown pace was incredible. He had a quarter of his career touchdowns in the five games with Prosper. crazy. Shout out to Sawyer. I blame I blame Jimmy for that, man. Like you had this all time great tight end. It is prime, and you couldn't get him the ball in the red zone. And Brock comes in and he could do it. Like, come on, dog. And Kyle too. It's like like Brock has to go off script to find him. But come on, guys. It it was a little weird. I talked about it many times. How frustrating it was. I told George to his face when I interviewed him. I didn't think he scored enough touchdowns. He didn't really like that, by the way. What uh, tight end isn't a isn't a threat in the red zone? Like. All tight ends. I never understood that about George Kittle. And I always felt like it's not a George thing. It's a Kyle and Jimmy thing. And Brock proved it. So shout out to all three of them. I mean, two of them. Sawdoff says, easily the best duo for 49ers podcast. Uh, Grenade says, weak-ass podcast. So shout out to Remember when people used to raise the roof? I don't know why they were raising the roof. But they used to raise it in the 90s. 
So I'm raising the roof. Yeah, that video clip's going to live forever, Grant. So thank you for that. Um, the Kittle thing, though, he did put up a lot of touchdowns. But if you look at his numbers, and I'll try and pull them up here real quick. They were the down for 2021. Was still like he 765 yards. Yeah. Like look at his games down the stretch last year, right? The Miami game, two catches, 22 yards. Tampa Bay, four catches, 28 yards. He had a big game against Seattle and a big game against Washington. But then against the Raiders, four catches, 23. Yeah. There's too many of those. So he needed those touchdowns because otherwise you're looking at him and you're like, I know he's a good blocker, but damn. Can I can I advocate for George here? Because I feel like even though I don't think George likes me or I don't, you know, whatever. But I feel like it's tough. It all comes back to Kyle. Kyle's calling the plays. And it's just who he decides to feature that week. A lot of times he does this to Ayuk. You know what I'm saying? The one that, he doesn't do it to Debo or McCaffrey, but he will kind of take turns who he's featuring, Kittle or Ayuk that week. And I think with Kittle at this stage in his career, it is probably smart not to feature him every week. Like he steps up in the primetime games. He destroyed Arizona and Mexico City. He destroyed the, he didn't destroy, but he had big plays against the Cowboys. He steps up when you need him, for sure. I do agree that some of it has to do with Kyle. With Absolutely. Kyle. I definitely agree. Like pacing. But- Although he doesn't pace McCaffrey. No, he absolutely does not. But at the same time, like, if that's going to be your philosophy, then why are you paying this guy that much money? And that was always my thing is I think the 49ers were going to get to a point where they looked at it and they were like, this just isn't an efficient allocation of resources. And Kittle knew it too because he was talking with Mike Silver before the year began about how he's not going to take less money. And if the Niners won't pay him, somebody else will. So I think George was very aware of it going into last year too. Well, you got to remember when he signed this extension, like where the Niners were, he was coming off, it was coming off 2019 and he was the offense in 2019, more than Debo, more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so he's not anymore. He's still a great player, but he's like the third option in the passing game, maybe Um, second or third, maybe fourth some days. You know what I'm saying? Like like one of those. So, so you're paying him $19 million a year and he's almost 30. That's why I said last year, Hey, trade him now. I'm not saying he's washed, but trade him a year early as opposed to waiting, and he's getting expensive. But after the year he came off, he still has tremendous value. You could trade him. You could keep him. I mean, look at how Travis Kelsey's doing into his 30s. So I'm almost backing off of trading Kid a little bit. I feel like he and Brock have something going. And unless his body breaks down, like, again, I'm I'm putting this against Kittle against Debo. Whose body's going to break down? Last year, I thought it was going to be Kittle. Now I'm like, I don't know. It might be Debo. You know, like Kittle actually seems like he's losing weight and kind of changing his body type so he can have more longevity while Debo has the thickest legs I've ever seen. He's thick with eight C's, eight of them. So I don't know. We'll see. Davis says huge catch against the Cowboys, the bobble for a clutch first down. That was a huge catch. Huge. Absolutely made some massive. Did they win without that play? I don't know. They were, yeah, they were not doing anything. Uh, shout out to YouTube channel member JM617. All Kittle needs to do is get fed the ball and he'll do the rest. That's what he has shown in his career. If you feed him, he'll produce the yardage that Travis Kelsey will produce. And again, but will he stay healthy? Right. Kelsey stays healthy because his his you know, he doesn't play as physical. My thing is, whatever the reason, the salary is the salary and teams don't like to pay a high salary and not get that much production out of it. Now we'll see. True. I think he could have a massive year this year. I think he has. Well, let me ask you, who has the most stake in the outcome of the 49ers quarterback situation this year? Is it Debo? Mm. Is it Kittle? Or is it Brandon Ayuk? 
I think it's Ayuk because Ayuk's fighting for that second contract. Debo and Kittle have already gotten it. Kittle's working on the third. Debo's working on the third. But they're all essentially like, they all have achieved generational wealth. Ayuk is very wealthy because he was a first-round pick, but no. I think this is his year. Just hearing how the players and coaches are talking about Ayuk, it sounds like Kyle is coming into this season anticipating featuring Ayuk more. Ayuk already made his point, like, I'm the fourth option on a run first team. What do you want from me? Everyone's <laughs> saying he's tearing up these practices and that he's going to be... I mean, you have a lot of his teammates saying he's going to be asserting himself as one of the best wide receivers in the league this year. That, to me, says Kyle's saying it. That, to me, says Kyle's going to call more, uh, give him more targets, which he freaking earned. He deserves it. He's like 25. He's ascending. Come on. Come on. And I, one thing about Kyle I'll give him credit for, he seems to cater to players who are in contract years. He doesn't work against them. When Debo was in a contract year, he gave him all the targets he needed, and he got him paid. So he's, been, he's given Ayuk a lot of tough love. Now it's time to get Ayuk paid. He deserves it. I think the Kyle weird thing with Shanahan is like, with the Niners, it's like you said earlier, right? Who does he want to feature this week? But that's not always the way he's worked. I saw Kyle Shanahan make Pierre Garçon lead the league in catches. So, like, he knows ago? how to yeah. feature guys and feed yeah. guys. Now, maybe he just doesn't feel like he needs to do that in San Francisco because they have so many good players. But it's not always like, oh, Kyle Shanahan always spreads the ball around. So, if he wants to get you the ball, he can. Do you think that's going to be an issue? Like, if we're halfway through the year and Ayuk has had, like, you know, the two kind of quote-unquote feature games and then he's not getting the ball or, you know, or Kittle's not getting the ball because Ayuk's blowing up. Like, do you think that there's going to be some kind of strife there? Maybe, but the way I think about it, me and Kyle think alike because we we like each other and we're both geniuses. So the way I would do this (laughs) is it's a long season, right? Debo has, has had injury concerns. McCaffrey's had injury concerns. Kittle has had injury concerns. Ayuk has not. So yeah. to me, Ayuk is going to drive you through the regular season. You're going to run the ball a lot, but when you want, that's your number one receiver. Throw to Ayuk a lot. He can take an increased workload. You don't have to worry about pacing him. He's 25 years old. Let him take it through the regular season and then get Kittle, Debo, and McCaffrey to the playoffs healthy and then figure it out from there in the playoffs what your pecking order is. But I feel like Ayuk should have a huge regular season because he's durable, he's young, and he's got money to make, baby. Yeah, he's going to be motivated. Like Yeah. And like... People, I sometimes have a negative connotation with that. Like, oh, is in a contract year? Like, yeah, dude. Nah. Like, it doesn't mean he wasn't trying previous years, but there's a difference when you know you've got tens of millions of dollars at stake. Like, uh-huh. it's just going to be different. Yeah, you, you could have tens of hundreds of dollars at stake, and people in the chat would be like giving the most laser focus they've ever given to anything in their lives. So, yeah, hell yeah. That's pro says Ayuk needs to catch those clutch passes that drop against Seattle in the playoffs could have gotten him paid this offseason if he caught it. He does sure. drop some big passes, it's I true. have to say. And all he does passes, but damn. Debo drops more, Jawan drops more, but Kittle drops fewer. Uh, Ayuk needs to cut, because he has, like Jawan, he has really good hand-eye coordination, long arms. He should be snagging these catches. Uh, so that'd be something he could improve for sure. We can all yeah, remember his drops from last year. In the end zone. In the end, oh, zone, multiple in the end zone. That Brock play, I mean, my God, that if the, if he makes that catch, that's like an all time play. Like people are like, maybe not an all time play, but it's a great play, and people are saying, "Look great, at yeah. Brock as the man. He's mm-hmm. he's so mobile." Like that would have been his number one highlight. Yep, but it, yeah, well, we yeah. forget about it because it was incomplete. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Also, there was one I think when Jimmy was the quarterback, it might have been against the Rams where Ayuk had this beautiful like. Uh, I don't know what kind of route it was at the goal line on the left, and he just let it clank off his chest in the end zone. Like, 
So yeah, I you you got it. If you cut that out, you could be Justin Jefferson, but you're not Justin Jefferson yet. But I do think he's that good. I, can I come back to tight end you for a second? What sure. is it? Okay, so whenever whenever I see I see a lot of people taking pictures. It seems like a great photo opportunity to me. It seems like a really smart promotional event in the dead period of the off season when there's nothing to talk about, and now people talk about tight end you and don't even know what it is. And it's like the whole the whole idea is tight ends are kind of like running backs, but not as. But I mean, like they're they're kind of discriminated against. Like they could put up great numbers, but you're not going to make wide receiver money. So it seems like a way to increase the profile of the position, which is smart. But do I have to? I mean, they're not paying me to do it. Do I have to help them? I feel like they're doing a great job on their own. You know, playing beer pong and doing it for it feels like a it feels like a fraternity fundraiser. Yeah, I think that's kind of. I was in a frat. I remember how it goes. You say it's for a good cause, but come on. Well, I mean, two things can be true, right? They could go and have a party and have a bunch a good time, and also do uh-huh. some good things for charity. But yeah, I don't right. think it's. I don't think tight end you is taking like scrub tight ends and suddenly making them awesome. Like that's not. That's yeah, not- how did you become an all pro t- a tight end? You, I mean, we went. George broke it down. It was a four hours. I couldn't believe what he said. And it, the light bulb went on. Nah, man. I mean, we just I, I met a bunch of tight ends. You got some numbers, you know. Networked, took it's some pictures. Sawed off says. Vernon Davis greater than George Kittle. That's not what Vernon Davis says. He told me George Kittle is the greatest 49ers player to ever wear 85. So you have to say stuff like that. Tom Rathman said, I mean, privately, I was sitting next to him in the game and he's watching use check against the Cowboys in the playoffs. And he's saying like, man, this guy's better than me. Like, no, Tom, no, he's not. Don't say that. Better than Tom Rathman. Get out of here. Tom Rath. Look at his rushing number. Use check can't run the ball. He can't run the ball at all. Tom Rathman was like a legitimately good runner. Rathman differently than they use Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, because he could do more. Are you telling me that Tom Rathman is more athletic than Kyle Juszczyk? No, and Rathman would say that too. But does that make you a better football player? No, it doesn't. Thank you, Alex Trebek. I win. Sorry, I'm excited. (laughs) I love all the yelling. I got Grant yelling. I need to know. We got, uh, you always yell on this show, Grant. I don't know why, but. It's because I have like two cups of coffee. I get really worked up. And then I like woosah from like 11 o'clock on in the day. But now you, psh, you got. Now they live re- forever. Give me your take. Give me your take. What do you see? What do you see? <laughs> if you say it on the show, I'll bring it back. <gasps> man, I'm, a, right. I'm crazy, man. That's crazy. All right. Let's get into down. something that's going to make you a little crazy. Um, I sent you a tweet just before the show started. And you didn't it's like too it. too early for this, man. And I don't know why, like, you are on a weird kick right now. And I don't I've been totally on this kick for like seven years, man. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm trying to pull, I'm trying to stall so I can pull up the tweet. I'm Here's how it. I describe it Kyle Shanahan to me is like Ferris Bueller. Okay. Everyone loves him. He's universally lauded. Everyone does, everyone agrees he's the greatest. And I'm like his sister in the background being like, are you kidding? No one sees this. He's clearly faking. Are you kidding? And I'm, everyone's like, why do you suck? Leave it. Why don't you go work on your own personality? I'm like, fine. That's how I feel. Like Ferris Bueller's sister. So oh Jordan tweeted that over the past year, she's been making an audio documentary with some geniuses, the athletic called the play callers. It's about the rise evolution and clashes of the NFL's youngest coaching tree through the voices of those inside it. And it features <gasps> Mike McDaniel, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, and yes, Kyle Shanahan. And Wait, did some- they all coach together? Did they all coach together? I had no idea. This is groundbreaking. 
Next, you're going to tell me that Kyle Juszczyk went to Harvard and that Talanoa Hafunga works out with Troy Polamalu. Is that correct? Wow. Groundbreaking. You know what I like is that finally Kyle Shanahan is getting his due. This guy has been working in anonymity for 15 years. No one knows who he is. But finally, people see that he is the preeminent scholar in the league. It's just nice to see someone get the credit after all these years. I love to see it. I love to see it. Why does that bother you? I've never seen a coach in the NFL who hasn't won a Super Bowl get this much constant credit all the time. All the, I mean, it's it's June 21st, and we have like long audio think pieces about how great the Shanahan is like, man, what can, they have one Super Bowl. Can we chill? There are very good things about this coaching tree, but it's a lot of hype. It's a lot of owners being like, this is the 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 uh hot scheme. I want it. My my fans will be happy if I get it. But what they be more happy with is a Super Bowl victory. And this coaching tree hasn't shown that they've cornered the market on that yet. And people talk like that doesn't matter. Like they're going to win a bunch of Super Bowls. So I'm just going to rank Kyle Shanahan number two among all head coaches. Like Mina, Mina, I totally respect you, but whoa. So it's not even a Mina thing. To me, it's like it's the whole country is in a Kyle Shanahan voodoo. And I feel like I'm the only person that's like, man, can we just also say a little criticism? People are like, no, shut up. He's great. I'm like, all right, fine. Okay. Fair enough. Have it your way. I just want to balance. I feel like there's a whole world of people saying Kyle Shanahan's the smartest person of all time, and I'm over here being like, excuse me? And people are like, shut up! So I'm okay. (laughs) I will say this. He does do a lot of these. Like, he was on Schefter's podcast with all of these people. Like, they've already done this. You know, you could say no, Kyle. The part of it that rubs me the wrong way is not the credit that he gets. It's the fact that he has no problem talking to the media and sitting down and doing this. But in a press conference, when you try and call him out on something he said or done, he gets very prickly and very condescending very quickly. And that bugs me. Because if yeah, you wanna- he's really quick to talk about his legacy, right? Like, dude, you're not even 45 years old. You haven't won a Super Bowl yet. But you're, you're eager to talk about your legacy all offseason. I don't know. Everybody likes come down hard. Yeah, having things, good things said about them. Everybody likes yeah. it. And I don't blame you at all. I like it. Um, But when people do say, hey, what about this? This doesn't make sense. Why did you do this? They question you. I do think that you need to have a little humility and have a little, you know, grace, I guess is the word. I guess what I would feel is like, Kyle, there's a cult of Kyle. There's a cult of people who feel he's the smartest, best coach, and, and they can see it and other people can't, and that he's essentially above criticism. And I think that he kind of feeds off it a little bit. If there were a cult of Grant that felt that way, I might feed off of it too. You know, it's very, you know, intoxicating to have so many people telling you that you're a genius and that you're right all the time. And I'm sure he's got a lot of people in the building that that tell that tell him that too. Um, But uh, that's kind of the problem. It's kind of the problem. But two things can be true, right? Kyle can be all the things that people have said about him while also not winning a Super Bowl. Like, why can't both of those things be true? Yeah, no, they can. I guess my, I don't have a problem with Kyle. I think my problem is the meta conversation about Kyle. I feel like he gets so much credit for someone who hasn't won a Super Bowl yet. And it's a little outweighed. And it's like, when you try to even the scales and say, well, what about this and this and this, you get met met with so much resistance. And that's what bugs me. That's it. It's not even Kyle so much. It's just like, 
the Kyle conversation. So, um, it's yeah, I feel he gets a little too much credit. And when you try to push back, people say, like, hey, you can't criticize him. He'd get a job in five minutes. Da -da 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 -da. It's like, okay, okay. So he's above, he's above reproach. Who, what coach in the NFL is above reproach? He's got every excuse. He doesn't have the quarterback. He had injuries. Like, yeah, man, like you're the head coach. You're responsible for everything. I mean, I've, I, every, a, lot of, a lot of teams would want him. A lot of teams would want him. But at the same time, he's somewhat flawed. Yes. It makes him interesting. It makes him interesting. That's yeah, the part. All coaches flawed. are flawed. It's not right. just Kyle. They all are. They Reed all are. still doesn't know how to manage the clock. Uh, Chris That's true. Tallarico says, Kyle is an okay system offensive coordinator. He hasn't proven anything other than that. In my opinion, he hasn't proven anything yet. I thought I lost my mind when he was ranked number two. What? What the hell is a system offensive coordinator? It doesn't even make any sense. Like, what whoa, is that? Whoa, 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 whoa. You get worked up about Kyle. I, look, look, look. I, I'm going to try to stay very calm today and see things from both sides. I don't want you to be attacking people that get on Kyle, okay? Let's try our best to be, to, to be even-handed to the people. here, Because some people feel this way. The thing I that know. I think is interesting about Kyle is that he really has had a phenomenal defense for like four years in a row. And he gets credit for that. He's the head coach. But if you're, he also floats back and forth between eight different roles in this organization. And when you just look at him as the OC, is he a genius? Like, yeah, when his defense is number one and he has Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, like, there's a lot of, I mean, that's a fair thing to point out. Hell of a defense. Yeah, but I don't, they were scoring 33 points a game down the stretch. That doesn't just happen. The Panthers weren't scoring 33 points a game. They had Debo Samuel. Uh, excuse me. They had Christian McCaffrey. So a lot like, of talent on this offense. Yeah, and guess what they There's did? A lot of talent. talent. They kicked everybody's ass. Like, I, I, I it's not everybody. Weird. They were scoring thirty-three points a game. Not everybody. They scored nineteen against Dallas. They got knocked out in the first round against Philly. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but it was a nice run. It was it was a really exciting month and a half. I loved it. It was kind of like when Jimmy Garoppolo took over. Man, they put up forty-four on Jacksonville. Who went to the AFC Championship? That was so exciting. It felt like that's legit. You put up 44 on Jacksonville, you're a, you're a legit offense with a legit quarterback. But then it didn't work out that way because it was just a small sample size. So I don't know. I'm going to keep waiting on Brock. But I like him, and I like this offense. It's very talented. I'm waiting on Brock, too, but we're talking about the offense and how good yeah. of a of a play an offense Kyle has. It's, it's, it's just that, like, games are won and lost in the trenches. And the Niners have a great left tackle and, like, a serviceable rest of their offensive line. So when they go against one of these dominant, dominant D-lines, they kind of cave. I mean, that's what happened in their last two uh, playoff games. Maybe, maybe Colton McKivitz, though, is going to be money, and Spencer Burford's going to be way better. I mean, it's possible, because like last year, Banks was serviceable. Brendel was serviceable. Burford couldn't even play full games, and Clinchy was serviceable. So now you're hoping like Banks will be better. Burford will be better. Like I don't know if Brendel will be better, um, but he'll continue to be serviceable, and McKivitz will be serviceable. Like, Okay, what about when you go against these D-lines that have like four dudes that are all threats and backups? Can you... Can you run on that all day? Like, what are you going to do? Or are you just going to survive? I don't know. Can anybody run on those teams, though? I don't know. Like Kyle's don't know. the only one that has trouble. I just don't know what a system offensive coordinator is. The offensive coordinator is the person that makes the system, right? A system quarterback is somebody that operates within a system that can't make plays outside of structure. The coordinator system creates OC. structure. So well, the, the idea would be you have a system in mind, and you're finding players to fit certain roles. The Pierre Garçon role. I need the Travis Benjamin role. I need yep. you know, that kind of thing. Or, hey, man, I got these. I got this talent. I got this kind of quarterback. I'll build an offense. I don't free, I don't care. I'll, I'll build a new system. That was sort of what Bill Walsh, I think, was trying to do. I don't think he was like, I need to do the West Coast offense. Screw throwing the ball down. It's like, okay, I got Joe Montana. What am I going to do? 
Well, the West Coast offense was created because when he was with Cincinnati, Paul Brown and Cincinnati, yeah. they had so many injuries. All they could do was throw short. Right. Like he created the system. To it suit. was out of necessity. It wasn't like this is what I'd ideally like to do on a football field. Like that's, I think, the difference. This is what I. This is what I want to do. Okay, well, you're a system offensive coordinator. I mean, Gruden was a bit, little bit like that. Very stodgy. Like I want to throw spider two wide banana. I want to have a very controlled passing offense where I throw five-yard passes. Like, okay, John, well, eventually you're not going to evolve. You're going to get figured out, and then you're going to be, you know, not coaching in the NFL anymore. But that's not Kyle yet. I think Kyle's offense has evolved. I think if you go back and watch how it started in 2017 versus how it is now, I think it Chris is Forster. Different. Chris Forster, 19, came in. He really improved that run game. Before it was Tom Benton, now it's Chris Forster. It's I think he's very Chris important. Forster. He didn't just right, appear... But- no, 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 no. He, uh, no. Whoa, 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 why was Chris Forster available? You remember that? Yeah, because he was doing He was blow. over there making like $2 million a year with Miami. Then they had to fire him. And the Niners brought him back kind of covertly, put him in the front office, and then they brought him. He's a really good coach who was funny. When McDaniel went to Miami, someone asked like, oh, what's, how's your run game going to be? And Kyle's like, it's kind of funny that people say that because Forster taught the run game to Mike. <laughs> Like, Forster's been around, man. Forster was with his dad. So I'm not taking credit away from Kyle. Kyle got brought in Forster, but like, yeah, like that guy's a great coach. And that's on him and Turner together. That run game is legit. It's really good. You don't need Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel's run game in Miami sucks. Sucks. Because <laughs> well, he's got all the old 49ers running backs running it. Uh, Chris chimes in again. Kyle's issue is the money ball problem. Works in reality. It doesn't lead to championships. He needs dissenting opinions and he doesn't have it. Chris. I agree with that. Chris, I agree with that. I agree with that. Every team in Major League Baseball does money. Analytics have taken over Major League Baseball. Every team does it. Guess what? It does win championships. Like you've lost that fight. That oh wow, said you lost, Chris. I think you won. Like ah man, that what he's saying is that he's trying to go money ball at quarterback. He's trying to be cost effective at quarterback and offensive line. Those are the two last positions I would go money ball at. Linebacker, running back, wide receiver. Yes, absolutely. Offensive line and quarterback. Interesting strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for him. (laughs) He does have positions that he flat out refuses to. Absolutely. D-line isn't one of them. No. Spare no expense at linebacker. Sure. But offensive line, you know, it kind of keeps the quarterback upright. Left tackle, he'll pay for. Center, yeah. he's he's been willing to pay for. He's not paying for it right now, but they gave Weston Richburg a massive contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are willing to pay for it, but they don't pay for guards. They don't really nope. pay for right tackles. Um, nope. That's a fair criticism, I say. If you yeah. want to say he invests in the wrong things, I'm there. Again, I'm not trying to tell you Kyle Shanahan is perfect. I've been critical. I'm of not him. trying to tell you he sucks. The thing that's intriguing about Kyle is if you decided he's not going to win a Super Bowl for you. Man, we've given him eight years. He's not going to do it. We got this great team. He's not the right guy for us, yada, yada, yada. You don't fire him. You, you could actually entertain conversations like, well, what's he worth in a trade? What is Kyle Shanahan worth in a trade? Oh, my God. I think, I think, it's, outst- I think it's astounding what he would be worth. Gruden went for two ones and two twos plus money. Two ones and two twos. Gruden, okay? And, and he never had this type of hype. That freaking Kyle Shanahan. You might get three. You might get the entire Trey Lance package back for for Kyle Shanahan. So if you ever feel like he's plateaued, he's not going to change. He's stuck in his ways. He's good but not good enough. That's a heady conversation to have. It's not like you just fire him and say, "Well, let's bring back Jim Tom Sula." No, 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 no. It's not like that. But again, you have to trust the Yorks to like 
do that correctly. And no one in the world would actually trust him to do that correctly. And you have to, Kyle has to agree to the trade. You can't just trade him. It's not like a player where you could just trade him. Kyle has to agree to it. Um, Is that true? Yes, it's different with coaches. That's too bad. Uh, You can't just ship him off. But you're right. I think the haul that he would get would be incredible. Uh, Maxime says, Kyle needed five elite playmakers to score over 20 points a game. Couldn't do it with only true. Maxime, this is my friend. Maxime Laflame, I love that. It's true. What the hell was the first two months of the season? Score 19 points a game. What was that? That was not good, but I've also no. seen him score 30 points a game in 2019 when they didn't have five elite playmakers. So, like, again, let's not act like Kyle Shanahan suddenly forgot how to coach. And no, they did, though. They did, though. Mostert, Juszczyk, Sanders, Debo, Kittle, they went five deep in 2019. You're including they your did. fullback in that list? That's one of your elite playmakers? You just said he wasn't as good as Tom Rathman. I like Juszczyk. They don't use him very much, but he is the best fullback in the league. And when you took also in 2019, when you took him off the field, Kendrick Bourne was really good. And Jawan Jennings, when he isn't dropping the ball, is really good. I mean, come on, man. They do have five playmakers on the field at all times, at all freaking times. And when they don't, man, he's scoring that many points. I I think you're like it's so crazy to me that after this year, when the offense has looked the best it's ever looked. This is the time when people are like, ah, Kyle Shanahan needs playmakers. He's not good at offense anymore. That's really weird to me. Like, if you wanted I don't to think do anyone that, said he's not good at offense anymore, I feel like that's what you're saying. No, I'm not saying he's not good at offense. He's good at offense. I'm just saying that he doesn't need to have 8,000, 10,000 word think pieces written about him every two weeks about how he's revolutionized the sport. Like, hey, we get it, man. He's, he's good. He's got a lot of influence on the league. He's made a lot of money. He's got a lot of accolades and respect. Let's see that hardware now. It's time, baby. Let's see it. We all think you can do it. Let's see you do it. Can we, can we slow down? It's like everyone wants to you know, call him the greatest rapper of all time. He hasn't even gone platinum yet. Come on. <laughs> we think he can do it. Let him go platinum one time. He hasn't even had a number one hit yet. He's had number twos. He's had a couple number threes. But he had that banger yet. <laughs> I'm going to throw something up on the screen right now. Since 2019, there are only four teams that have more wins than the 49ers. They are quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. And again, I get that we all want to win Super Bowls, but let's Mm -hmm. not take for granted the success that we have seen. And there are examples, I agree, of the Tony Dungy getting fired, John Gruden coming in, and winning a Super Bowl. I get that. There's also examples like the Chargers, who fired Marty Schottenheimer to bring in North Turner, and then got worse every single year under under North Turner. So it doesn't always work. True. Can I ask you a question, though? How many teams won more games than the 49ers from 2011 to 2014? Uh, Like, well, 2011, so Harbaugh, you're saying? The Harbaugh year. How many teams won more games than the Niners? Well, not many. They were, I mean, they were, they were like 44 and 19 during that, that stretch. And like, no one cares. They, they, they came to the game, uh, week seven against the, the Chiefs. It was like a 2012 commemoration game. They got like a nice little golf clap from the, from the fans. It was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, they were good. I, oh, yeah. Like, Harbaugh and they went to the Super Bowl. They lost, but they, they were, they were good. Team. Hey, let's get, let's actually stand up for him. No, no, no. Let's stand up for this team for like five seconds, and then we'll sit back and we'll never think of them again. That's what happens when you don't win a Super Bowl. So yeah, in the it feels good now. They're relevant. We could talk about them. They've had this nice run of success. But in ten years, if they don't have the the hardware to match, well, 
We'll see him one day at Levi's and be like, oh, man, that was fun. I remember that era. Throwback. Throwback Sunday. Great time, man. Let's. The nostalgia is just wonderful. Okay, let's never think about them again. Did Jim Harbaugh deserve to be fired? Did he deserve to be fired? It's interesting. I don't know. Because what? He couldn't get over the hump. I mean, from his pers- from from York's perspective, team wasn't getting better. He had three chances to get over the hump. He wasn't going to get it done. I could understand the logic of saying we need someone else. But to turn around and say that that's Jim Tom Sula, man, you lost me there. But if you could bring in someone good, like, okay, I'm interested. But to, the, the plan was to say, let's just get rid of Harbaugh. He's the problem here and keep the whole staff and elevate Jim Tom Sula. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's super dumb, obviously. But if you could get Sean Payton instead, if you could get someone with actual chops who's won a Super Bowl and said, I could take this across the finish line, I'm interested. I'm think, interested. But they couldn't do that. I think you're Jim Harbaugh made the NFC Championship game his first three years as a head coach. Nobody else had ever done that. The first mm-hmm. year he took over, it was the friggin' lockout. He couldn't even talk to the team. You think he still he, hasn't won a championship? He fired. He still hasn't won a championship. He's never going to win a championship. Oh, not at Michigan. Not in the NFL. Hey, man. Hey, you don't care about that. Uh, you know that's great. You just no, want to be in the mix. Care about that. But that that can't be the only evaluation that you go by. And by every other evaluation, Kyle's been all right, man. Then let's give Kyle Shanahan a lifetime contract right now, since we all think he's good enough right now. Let's give him a lifetime contract. Fuck it. Those aren't the lifetime. only two options, though. Not- what, what are we What are we evaluating him on, though? Why Why have he, Why have they not given him an extension? What does he have to prove? Does he have nothing to prove? Does he have something to prove, Rob? To you? Yeah, no. of course he still needs. What to is win that? Okay. When? Super Bowl. When? Ideally in 2023. Okay. But like, what if I'm he not- doesn't? At what point are you going to be like, man, this guy's not going to get it done? How many times are you going to have to see him come up short? This uh, is your seven. The NFC Championship game? Okay, well, see, you can't say, because the other day you said, well, Kyle Shanahan gets, a, you know, he gets a lot of slack for 2017 and 2018. You know, people give him a break for that. But then you can't, in that same breath, then say, this is your seven. Like, if we're not counting 2017 and 2018, then don't count them. Sure, they're out. They're out. If you just count his last four years, very good four years, not quite. What Harbaugh did, but close. I mean, three NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl appearance, not quite as many regular season wins, very close. Um, but the question still is, are you going to finish the job? I mean, no excuses. You got the roster you wanted. You put it all together. Everyone says the best roster in the league. Are you going to finish the job? And that's the bar he set for himself. I know it may seem unfair. Not every coach is, set, is at that spot. But you're also, seven, you're also seven years in. Not every coach makes it this far. Like most get, coaches get fired after three. So you're deep. You've made a lot of money. You set the bar high. I know it's not fair, but I don't know. I mean, George Kittle could be on the This could be his last year. He could have two more years in the team. Debo could have two more years in the team. Like, are you really going to let this window pass and say, it's all right, Kyle, build another one. It's cool. We got, we got Bosa. We got Ayuk. Like, we, we, we can build it another, like, maybe. Or are you going to make it? Like, the Rams, the Rams capitalized on their window. They, yes. Donald was getting older. They were like, you know what? Forget two timelines. Let's just make it happen this year. They did it. Can the Niners do that? Or are they always going to just be kind of like a tease? So far, they've been teases. I want to respond to something you said, but Chris's Super Chat's been up here for a while. Oh. 33 points a game for dumping off to a running back and dragging hitch routes. All of his playoff runs prove that he can be beat. Reed puts on a mm-hmm. clinic every time they meet, but he's number True. two. The best O from 1995. Chris. Chris, man. Chris. He's got you. He's killing so, him. First of all, if... The running backs gain yards and touchdowns on those dump offs and, and those drag and hitch routes score yards and touchdowns. Who cares? Who You don't get extra credit 
for throwing a 50-yard bomb or throwing a, a yard in the flat and having the guy run. The points and yards all count the same. Second of all, the only coach in the, since 2019 that's been more successful in the playoffs than Kyle Shanahan is Andy Reid. That's it. That is it, and that is not in dispute. Yeah, because of the defense. Does Andy Reid not have a defense? It's, it's decent. Like, everybody has a defense. Yeah, but Kyle's not even responsible for it. He's just like, yeah, invested. Oh, he's responsible. I want for, one. I want he's one. responsible for everything. He hires the defensive coordinators. Yeah, but he's not like, Steve, this is what we're going to do on defense this week. Yeah. D'Amico, this is what we're going to do on defense this week. Let me right. tell you. Oh, like D'Amico, it's up to you. I don't. I, when you're when the defense is on, I'm going to be looking at my play sheet and planning my next drive. I mean, you're you're, you're, you're the head coach when the defense is on the field. If you want to sit here and talk about why Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a Super Bowl, it wouldn't cut to the offense. Let's be honest; it would be because of the defense who puked on their shoes in the fourth quarter of that game. Like, make one what? stop. What? Are you kidding? You're telling me the Niners were expected to win that Super Bowl with 21 points? You're supposed to win a Super Bowl with 21 points? What? Come on, Rob. You had a 10 now, point it, with five minutes to go, and your defense couldn't 21 hold. 21 against the Chiefs? I don't think so, man. The, the, the Eagles just scored 35 and lost to the Chiefs. Like, 21's not going to get it done in, 2020, in 2019. What? No. 21? 21. No. You no, had no. a 10 point lead with five yeah, minutes. Yeah, the defense fell apart. Is the Chiefs. It's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen, one of the greatest coaches ever, the greatest tight end I've ever seen. Like, yeah, they're going to put up 30 points whether they're, wh- no matter how much they have going in the fourth you quarter. You can't just... That's was that it was a great defense. You can't have it both ways. You can't play defense in the Super Bowl anymore. That's why you got to be a great offensive team. Because when Bosa gets held on third and 15, guess what? They're not going to call it. They won't. But they That's will call time. defensive holding. Uh, they will call defensive holding on your corners because the NFL wants scoring. In they the won't call defensive holding in 2012 on fourth down with Michael Crabtree. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's changed a little bit since then, huh? Yeah. Uh, by it's the way, changed a little bit since then. I heard an interview with Joe Hayden on ESPN who said that Michael Crabtree was one of the most active trash talkers he ever played. With. I couldn't believe it. Why do you think, who was the dude that snatched his chain? Akeem Tlaib. Why do you think he did that? He must have been. And why do you think Richard Sherman snapped like that? Well, that was, didn't that have to do with like a softball game that like Crabtree, there was some Still, sort of like. This- can you imagine what he must have said? He must have said something. At some point. Yeah. I always liked Crabtree, though, man. I always he, got along with Crabtree in the locker room. He was funny as hell. I love Crabtree after the catch is one of the best players I've ever seen, especially for a guy that didn't have speed at all. I was always amazed how he gained so many yards after the catch. I wish they had a, a better quarterback when he played because I think he would have put up more numbers. <laughs> he was amazing to watch because I never felt like I ever saw him run his hardest. I never felt like I, he was ever really sprinting. It was like, why are you stuck in second gear? So you'd watch him in, in training camp and they do one-on-ones and he would just run these little, he'd like jog up the field like Ross Dwelly and he'd put this little shake on and he would get Carlos Rogers spinning in circles. And I was like, how can no one cover this slow? Like I can run faster. I always think I could run fast, but no, uh, Michael Crabtree was just unguardable in those one-on-ones. Really good. Like James Harden, like that slow hesitation. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really good. Anyway, I didn't mean to totally derail the conversation uh, and take us down another path. No, Chris, sorry. Is Chris is on you, baby. Chris is on you, baby. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh didn't win. Kyle didn't win. Being in the mix isn't good enough. Both teams peaked and stalled. Kyle's team stalled in 2021. This regime. <clears throat> like, they Chris stalled in 2021 because they ran out of quarterback. Like, what are we doing here, man? I like, love how worked up you get, man. You're so upset. Why can't Why? people just accept You're not that? related to Kyle. No, I'm not. If he takes his criticism, it's not. You're still having a great day. 
you look phenomenal. Your face is great. You, you really bounced back from that append from the appendicitis. Yeah, appendectomy. You're great. Yeah. Great hat. Thank you. Uh, I <laughs> I just don't like. I think we're getting crazy. I really do. Like no. Kyle, so Kyle can't win a Super Bowl. He should be fired, Chris. He can't win a Super Bowl. They're done because because Brock Purdy got hurt. The third string quarterback, Josh Johnson, can't catch a snap, and then he got hurt in the first drive of the third quarter. Some like why no what are we doing here just accept that it was terrible circumstances and that happened and it sucks and i get that we want to blame somebody but sometimes bad stuff happens okay man but i'm telling you at a certain point you're either going to be agreeing with chris or saying give kyle a lifetime contract it's going to be one of the two either kyle has proven himself to be a top line coach and he is a brother approach and there's nothing more you need to see or he needs to win a super bowl and he needs to do it in the next couple of years i, I you got to decide rob are you holding him accountable or not? Has he is he a made man or not? To me, he's not a made man. You don't get to be a made man until you get some hardware. You don't. You just don't. No I lifetime contract for Kyle. I'm not giving anybody a lifetime contract. Stop trying to put me in this box. What about me? Well, I'm putting you in a box. I've been watching True Blood all week. That show is ridiculous, man. I've never seen. Have you watched True Blood? Oh, no. yeah, it's hilarious. It's really funny. Chris says, Rob, you can win games dumping off to running backs. You can't win chips that way. Didn't Bill Walsh jump the ball off to his running backs all the time? <laughs> what are we talking about here? My God. The defense stalled out in the last five minutes of the Super Bowl. The offense never showed up. Okay. The, de- the system doesn't allow for anything else. D stalled out last minute of the Super Bowl. Offense never showed up. Yeah, I mean, I think w- what happened in the fourth quarter of the, of the, ni- of the Super Bowl if we're being fair, is that it was a complete meltdown. A complete meltdown. Well, the offense wasn't blanked, for sure. So I, I don't think it's even really does anything to say, well, it was more the offense than the defense. No, you're a team. Both you guys freaking blew it in the fourth quarter. Sala, Kyle, Bosa, Jimmy, like all you guys. Like don't, don't even dare try to not put the blame on yourself. You all get it. That's why you all went out to see Lil Wayne that night because you all got it. Hold on. But then you, you just, they all get the blame. Yeah. But yet you're saying Kyle's only good in the playoffs because of the defense. Well, I'd have to say that the defense has been the best part of the team for four years in a row. I mean, if we're being honest. Yes, yes the offense has had spurts where they've been dominant. Spurts. The defense yes. has been remarkably consistent. Consistently yes. elite for four years. It's amazing. And to the point where our good friend Vish is wondering, how long can they keep this up? Can you really be have an elite defense five years in a row? Three coordinators? History? would suggest no. So it'll be very interesting to see if with the new coordinator and like five new starters on defense, if this defense does take a step back, what will this team do? Because as you said, they were scoring 33-something points a game down the stretch. Maybe this is the year the offense actually is the best unit on the team for the first time. They may have to pick up the slack a little bit because you're right. It's expecting a top five defense for half a decade is (laughs) a little little crazy. Because, Because the defense is the kind of thing where you have one injury, Let's say Diamador Lenore gets hurt. And you think, oh, that's not a big deal. It's just Diamador Lenore. Okay, well, who's replacing him? Is it Ambry? Well, now you have a huge weakness in your defense. So, like, you're only as good as your weak. A lot of times with your defense, you're only as good as your weakest link. And the Niners have been very good across the board. No weak links. But that's the problem with injuries in football. It's like it's 11 guys. You know, 11 guys healthy. So, yeah. little, little you know, see who, if Bosa goes down, what happens? If, if Traverius Ward goes down, what happens? That kind of stuff. 
FEMA camp etiquette for dummies says Kyle is considered by many to be an offensive genius, but his genius is only smoke and mirrors, all an illusion Ooh. compared to the ineptness of most head coaches and OCs in the NFL. They, that's true. And let's, let's stay there for a second because you're getting upset, but the ineptness of most head coaches and OCs in the NFL, true. And I think Kyle like needs to be compared to them. Like he's not inept. He knows what he's doing. He's much better than most of these guys, but the motions, the shifts, it is a little bit of smoke and mirrors. And I think it would be nice with all this talent that he has amassed to just have times where you go fast. Like we're not huddling. We're going fat just because we want to dictate with our offense. So much of their offense is let's chew up the clock. Let's play complimentary football. Let's set up our defense. Let's win our defense. Like, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes you want to be able to go fast on offense, especially when you're playing teams like Kansas City. I'm just saying, you want to be able to do that sometimes. And I'd like to see Kyle do that. With all this talent, you don't need to waste time on offense. You don't need to. It's you put really, people on their heels. It's so weird to me that people are like trying to discount success. I don't like smoke and mirrors. Why? Because you confuse a defense. Isn't that what literally every offense is trying to do in the entire league? Like, why does every criticism Kyle Shanahan bug you so much? Like on a visceral level, you're emotionally upset. You can't I take don't it. Like illogical arguments. That's what bugs I think it's a logical argument. You just disagree with it. No, it's, it's illogical. To disagree. It's illogical. You have a guy before a play and suddenly that's smoke and mirrors. Like that, that play doesn't count. Like what do we no, do? It does count. It does count, no but it's, it, it is, it, it's window dressing as coaches call it. It's window yeah. dressing. You don't need window dressing to have a successful offense when you have the most talented skill position players in the league. You don't always have to motion eight times and slow down. You're making it about yourself at that point. And that's what, what happened against Dallas. They were doing too, look at you, man, relax. They were doing way too much cute stuff against Dallas by their own player's admission. McCaffrey and Juszczyk went up to Kyle mid-game and said, can we just line up and take it to these guys? And Kyle said, okay, and they won. Sometimes you got to do that. What plays is Kyle Shanahan allowed to run? Just tell me. Can he put guys in motion? No. Because he just have to run dives straight up the middle every time? Would that he then do whatever he wants to do as long as he wins a Super Bowl one day. Otherwise, I'm not going to be that impressed. That's crazy to me. That's insane. Is Dan Marino's career not impressive because he doesn't have a Super Bowl? Now we're comparing a head coach to a quarterback who played on a team with no receivers and like no defense. Like, I think it's a different situation. No, no, you didn't answer my question. Is Dan Marino's career? It's a stupid question. I love you, but it's a stupid question. We're comparing Dan Marino's Hall of Fame career, a quarterback to a head coach that has not impressive because he doesn't have a Super Bowl. No one cares about Marty Schottenheimer. That's not what I asked. Is, is it Marty Schottenheimer in the Hall of Fame? Is anyone considering him a genius? Like, Marty Schottenheimer had a moment. He was cool. He yelled at a lot of players. Everyone remembers him screaming on the sideline. No one's like, hey, man, that Marty, he changed football, man. Marty Schottenheimer, can we, can we appreciate, can we, hold on. Can we do like a 10-part audio series on the Marty Schottenheimer era and talk to people who knew him, talk to his coaching tree? Like, no one gives a shit. He's just another coach who has some good games. Who has what some about good Mark Levy? Not impressive? No Super Bowl. I do not think he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's, that's a joke. What? I do not think Marv Levy should be in the Hall of Fame. What, what are you honoring? Losing in the Super Bowl? What? I made there are guys. George Seifert isn't in the Hall of Fame, but fucking Marv Levy is? Fuck that. that. Sorry. Sorry. For that cursing. doesn't diminish. Like, one doesn't affect the other. You can put both in the Hall of Fame. You no. don't have to one or the If one's in the Hall of Fame, it should be Seifert, not Marv Levy. That's a joke. But what? I'm not upset at you. I love you, Rob. I'm not upset at you either. I just think that that's... I get worked up about that. Barry Switzer has a Super Bowl. Is he a better coach than Kyle Shanahan? 
No, no. Gary Kubiak has a Super Bowl. Is he a better coach than Kyle Shanahan? No. Like, what are we doing here? Head coach? I don't know, man. Until Kyle proves that he can seal the deal, I don't see how you could put him against people who have. What is the Kyle's excuse, man? He doesn't have a good enough team? His roster isn't good enough? It, everyone says the best roster in the league. He's had this. He has the best defense. He has the best left tackle. I mean, he has the offensive line he wants. He has the quarterback room he wants. Why can't he get it done? He's just a victim of bad luck every year? Like, I'm sorry. If he could get it done once, I'd be like, all right, man, this guy's legit. He's proven that his formula, system, success works. But until he does that, I'm looking at his whole coaching tree. And the only guy who's ever made it actually work is McVay one time, one freaking time. So I, excuse me if I'm a little skeptical that this is a little bit hype. Hype. I, I don't know how you can call it hype when a third of the league runs the system. Because owners get caught up in hype every day, B. All the time. Flavor of the month. Have you heard of it? These guys could be out as soon as someone else is the flavor of the month. What if Philly starts winning Super Bowls and everyone wants to have that spread offense? Like, they'll be done. It's going to happen quick, man. Philly we'll see what happens. The They're going to have to. They need a proof of concept with a Super Bowl victory. Otherwise, owners are going to be like, what are we really paying for here? These guys they are very one. expensive. John McVay just did it. Yeah, because he got Matthew Stafford. He can actually work with a quarterback and keep him healthy. What about the other guys? LaFleur, Sala. Sala couldn't keep his quarterbacks healthy. Uh, LaFleur's quarterback left. Um, Kyle hasn't kept his quarterbacks healthy. We'll see what D'Amico can do. I mean, there seems to be a little gap with this. And I wonder if, uh, what's her name, Jordan Rodriguez? Is she going to talk about the quarterback issue with this? Uh, or is she just going to talk about X's and O's? Because frankly, I think quarterback's more important than X's and O's in football. I would like to know if she's going to talk about the fact that, you know, Robert Griffin got hurt, Purdy got hurt, Trey got hurt, and they've never developed a quarterback. But, you know, when, when Sean McVay just traded for Matthew Stafford, who'd been around for a long time, they won. Right? Just kind of like Mike Shanahan with John Elway. I was trying to trade for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, Not he, like he should have tried harder. Well, I, he got, he that's fair. Harder. Again, it's, you know, it's not like Kyle thought, we don't need Matt Stafford. Like, he was begging to get Matthew Stafford. He admitted that begging? he... Begging? He was pissed begging. when he didn't get him. Pissed. Uh, Chris says... He got, Kyle, he got McCaffrey. Yeah. I don't see how he... How did he, how did he not get Matthew Stafford if he wanted him? Did McVay just want him more? Stafford and McShay were, or McVay were at the same hotel in Cabo, and, and McVay was basically tampering the entire time. <laughs> Which, I don't blame it. Like, Good on McVay. Good on McVay. Yeah, no, legendary, legendary story. It led to a Super Bowl victory. Is, is it? Does it go on the, the pinky? I think I would put it on the pinky. It feels like a pinky kind of ring. I'd never wear it, and I would I'd hold it out like this for people to kiss. Hey, hi, nice to do. How you doing? I'd put it you on a look chain. At a chain? I like. Yeah, that. I like that. Uh, Chris says Kyle should be traded, not fired. Walsh won by jumping off thirty years ago. Could win with D back then. Offensive genius should be top yards and scoring every year. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, you so, got to stop calling people illogical and insane because they disagree with them, man. They're giving you money. Or maybe no, me. You money. Uh, <laughs> See, that's not, why he's mad right there. I'm sorry. I'm it's not because you disagree. It's with what your actual argument is. If you don't lead the league in yards and scoring every year, you can't be an offensive genius. So there are none then. Andy Reid doesn't well, lead in offensive scoring. I, I mean, like among the lead leaders, do you know how many times Kyle Shanahan has been like top five and, and points in his career? Like four times out of 15 years. He's much more than yards than points. Uh, points. Okay, so let's see yards. Because yards, he's been top five in yards. One, two, three, four, five, six. And in points, he's been top five. One, two, 
three times. He was six last year. I think it's fair to say an offensive genius would be consistently top 10. I mean, Walsh was. No, no, Chris is. But, but, but again, but well, Kyle has excuses. Kyle, Kyle has excuses. One every year, not top five. Got to be number one. Well, I, 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 when he said lead, I'm thinking probably, I don't know, even number one. But Chris, that's on you. Off, offensive genius should be top yards and scoring every year. That's why it's illogical because nobody's going to be the top every year. Stuff happens. There's injury news. There's new coaches get new players who burst onto the scene. Like his offense was 13th in points in 2021. Uh, I mean, he's had some, yeah, I mean, he's had some bad years. I guess he's, you want to blame the talent of the quarterbacks? Fine. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Look, he might win the Super Bowl this year, right? We'll see. I think he probably should. He just got Javon Hargrave. Like, I don't understand what the excuse is at this point. You let Jimmy go. You like Brock Purdy. You say Brock Purdy's super special. I don't, I don't know what the excuse is anymore. I mean, I, I think there are better teams in the league, but Kyle disagrees. Kyle and John have been saying they have the best team in the league for years and that only injuries have been, and bad luck have been derailing them. All right, man, prove it. Dude, you got the best team. You got the best coach. You got the, prove it. What is the problem? I don't get it. It's just bad luck. You guys have bad luck. Well, if they're saying Afflicted. injuries and bad luck are the problem, like everyone has injuries quarterbacks in the NFC injuries. game. So like you're saying, what is the problem? Own it. They're telling own you it. the problem. Own it. Fix it. Own it. Fix it. Like, okay, we brought in more tight ends. All right, cool. You fixed it. You got it. Cam Latsu going to make it. that block this year. Make Josh Johnson's give a pillow under Josh Johnson's head. So he doesn't get a concussion in the NFC title game. You sound like Kyle now. I mean, some of the, like injury, now. you're going to start I, saying, um, between all your words. And I'm that that's what I'm out. I, um, Never um, blamed Kyle um, Shanahan for the coaching injuries. I never did. Or for the for the player injuries, by the way. Uh, Crazy Rod sixteen says if GS did get fired for not winning enough Super Bowls, then Kyle could get. Oh, George Seifert did not get fired for winning enough Super Bowls. Twelve and four coming off a Super Bowl two years before, and Eddie was like, "Goodbye." Like that that was a mistake. That was a mistake. That's what Receiver I'm saying. won two Super Bowls. There was yeah. no question. There was no question. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. One of the greatest defensive coaches of all time. But this idea that, oh, well, you could just fire him and get somebody else. They got Dennis Erickson, and he sucked ass. He was <laughs> awful. I'm old enough to that remember is, Dennis Erickson. He some of the horrible. coaches these Yorks have hired, man. Dennis Erickson? <laughs> Where the fuck did you find Dennis Erickson, man? Like, what? How, how was he even on your radar? Yeah. And that, and that that is the one thing I keep coming back to, like the, the move on from Kyle thing. Like, well, now we need to talk about the Yorks because Rob and I aren't leading that search, okay? That is Jed and and Denise and John and Parag, and I don't I don't have any confidence in them. I'm surprised that they even the only reason they even got Kyle to me is because Kyle like hired himself. He yes. was the last guy in, in the cycle. Everyone else, every other job was taken up, and he could have been like, I'll I'll run it back one more year with Atlanta, or I'll take that job on my terms. And he was like, I'll take that job on my terms. Like they got lucky. They could can they get lucky again? They they couldn't evaluate. They couldn't be like, okay, Kyle can't develop a uh, quarterback, so we're gonna find a guy who can. No, you'll never find a guy. You might get lucky, but you won't find him. Chris is back. He says, Grant knows what I'm saying. He's never in the conversation. Peyton and Reed always up there and in the conversation every year. Genius should be there, even with a left tackle that tips every play. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I mean, Sean Payton has had more playoff gaffes, more devastating playoff losses than almost any big-name coach. But because Tracy Porter picked off a play in the Super Bowl, 
Like Tracy Porter intercepts Peyton Manning, returns it for a touchdown, right? Oh, that's not his. We don't give Sean Payton any credit for that, though, because that's a defensive play, right? But yet now he's got a mind? Can I blow your mind? Uh, in, in, in Atlanta, when they lost to the, the uh, Patriots, Robert Alford, pick six. So the, the Falcons scored 28 in that game, but their defense scored seven. So once again, Kyle's two Super Bowl appearances, 21 points each. Offensive genius, not going to get it done. Now, Sean McVay went and scored three. That was pathetic. But he learned. He got rid of Goff. He got rid of Gurley. He brought in Stafford. He changed his philosophy. He forgot about the run game. He made adjustments. Kyle is in this mode where he's like, nah, man, I got the best team. I got the best team. This works. It's like, okay, this is the year then. Show me. He didn't change philosophy. It's the same philosophy. He changed quarterback. Oh, they don't run anymore. They, they were a run first team. They don't run the ball anymore. They have no run game. It doesn't matter. Three running backs. But it's a whole different approach. Like if, from a defensive coordinator's perspective, if you're going to game plan against LA before, it was like, I have to stop their run game first. At, now, when they were in the Super Bowl against... The Patriots, they lost because the Patriots had that 6-1 front that stopped the, the, the jet sweep, and the Rams were like, oh, shit, that's our entire offense, damn. <laughs> like, now they don't even do that anymore. That's all I'm saying. Like, they're a whole different philosophy and approach. And Kyle is not. I mean, it's the same approach. It's when you go against the Niners, it's you're stopping their run game first. You have to stop their run game first. If you right. don't do that, you lose. But the run game in and of itself changes. Just because you run the ball it doesn't does. mean you name every it play. Does. But I'm talking uh, about like a philosophy, a philosophy, a philosophy. Grant, you put the Seahawks to win the division. Now you think the 49ers should win the Super Bowl. What do you say to that, Grant? I, I, I think the Seahawks are better, and I think they have a better coach. So they have a better coach. I think they're younger. I think they I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be better coached. I think they're gonna win the division. I don't know. If they're gonna win the Super Bowl. So the Niners have to win the Super Bowl, even though they're not the best team in their division. Uh, they're telling us that they're in a Super Bowl window since 2019. They're telling us they have the best roster in the league. All right, man, well, then prove it. I don't think you do, but you think you do. You don't really change anything about your, about your formula on your team. You've been running it back with different guys in the same roles. Like, you got Jake Moody. You got your team. What is the problem? I, I don't understand these excuses. People are like, okay, well, you, you can't expect them to win the Super Bowl every year. How about one year? How about one time with the best team in the league? If, if you're a great coach and you have the best roster, I think you could win one Super Bowl. It's not like Andy Reid in Philly was like wasting the best team in the league year after year. That's not what he had in Philly. The, the Niners have the consensus best roster. Away, quarterback not included. But this is the quarterbacks the Niners want. Ray they Rod, don't want Lamar. To be, yeah, I know. To be fair, the Niners would have won a Super Bowl, but they played against Patrick Mahomes and they had Jimmy Garoppolo. Switch quarterbacks and Shanahan wins three straight. They could have had Mahomes. Yeah, he's That's his fault. They don't have Mahomes. <laughs> That's his fault. This. Kyle is still the only coach in the league that could say, "The last two times my quarterback has been healthy for every game we've won, this, we've gone to the Super Bowl." Keep him healthy, Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's like, okay, so the the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl and lost to Tampa, and it seemed like their epiphany was, you know, as long as we can keep Patrick Mahomes upright, we can win. So Tyreek Hill, he's nice, but we don't need him. But we need our five good offensive linemen. And so they made one adjustment from one epiphany. And I feel like Kyle doesn't do that. Like, what, what, what change has he made to his overall offensive philosophy? Not like, what change, know, a, 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 what change should he make? He should, make, he should play, place a much higher emphasis on pass protection and offensive line. He spends way too much on D-line. It should be on O-line. You have a great... D-line coach who can take guys like 
Arden Key and Cleveland Farrell and Samson Nebuchadnezzar and Charles Menehue and make them play above, punch above their weight. Like, you don't need to have Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead and all these dudes making $25 million a year. You, you should have those guys on your offensive line. You really should because you're the coach who can't keep any of your quarterbacks healthy. And then you say it's not your fault. That's a big adjustment he could make right now, but he hasn't. And that's why I'm not picking to win the Super Bowl this year. Maybe next year with their first round pick, if they get a stud right tackle, I'll look at them differently. But until they do that, I don't feel like this is a championship caliber offensive line. No offensive line that starts Colton McKivitz is a championship caliber offensive line, but maybe that's overly reductive. I think you're go back and look at some of the offensive lines on some of the teams that have won Super Bowls. There's plenty of names you don't know in there. Colton. Colton. <laughs> Chris is back. He says, Rob, that's your problem. That's the York's problem. Every playoff loss is devastating, but Peyton's offense was never in doubt. Reed's offense is never in doubt. Shanning is an offensive genius. Peyton, I, go look at some of Peyton Manning's playoff games. No touchdowns, four picks, where he gets absolutely worked by Bill Belichick. Like, again, Stop acting like all these guys are awesome all the time and shit. But with Kyle, it's like he gets the offensive genius label because of a clip here and a clip there. And like, oh, look at how open this guy is on this one play or look at this one. Wow. But it's like, okay, what if you just step back and look at his numbers compared to other so-called offensive geniuses? They don't measure up. But then people say like, well, look at his quarterbacks. Well, he's had injuries like. Every team has issues like, why does he have the quarterback injury issue more than Andy Reid? Andy Reid's never had a quarterback injury issue, ever, ever. What is the deal? Why is that your problem? It wasn't Sean Payton's problem. It's not, it wasn't Bill Walsh's problem. It's your problem. Why? It was your problem in Washington. Here, I don't get it. I've never seen like head coaches. Now we're giving head coaches credit for getting quarterbacks healthy. Like that is such a weird, because Drew Brees, Got hurt one time in his entire career before Sean Payton. With Sean Payton, he got hurt one if time. It happens every year. How do you not look at yourself? Because if you keep every well, year, part of the reason it happens is because they kept relying on Jimmy Garoppolo, who gets hurt every year. If you keep relying well, on, we'll, we'll see. If players, Jimmy doesn't get hurt, in eight, let's let's see if Jimmy doesn't get hurt already hurt. this year. It's already hurt. from what happened with the Niners. From what happened with the Niners. So let's see if the if the Raiders could actually keep him healthy, and if the Niners can keep any of their quarterbacks healthy. That's going to be interesting. That is the biggest, the biggest knock. That's going to be interesting. If Jimmy goes to the Raiders and puts up numbers. That's not a knock on Kyle because he still has Josh McDaniel. But if he stays healthy, that's the bigger Big knock. Kyle. Uh, Michael yeah. Ruiz says, if our staff and players are going to say they are the best roster in the league, then not winning at all makes you look like fools. Just shut up, play, and win one. That's fair. I'm fine with that. They I'm keep fine. saying we're the, we got, we, even last, we really felt we had the best team last year. It's unfortunate yes. what happened. We really felt, all right, guys, it's time to make it, make it real. Dress it up and make it real for me. Whatever that fucking means, man. But do it. (laughs) (laughs) Dress it up and make it real for me. Please. And we didn't think we would have a ton to talk about today. That was fun. I got worked up. But I think it was the caffeine. If you say so. I got water and cranberry juice. That's what I'm drinking over here. I don't need any additional help. Well, you know, I was just in the hospital. ETI? Oh, right. Pentacitis. Good call. Sorry. Trying to, you know, not die before football season. I'm That's trying- always good. It's a nice goal. Don't die. I'm trying to find a way to Niners Cowboys this year. I have to be in Nevada for a wedding that weekend. And That'd I've be got fun. people being like, you got to go to the stadium. I've never been to Levi's. Never been to a football game, a NFL game in my life. Um, so I'm trying. The wife is on board to do it. Why? So I'm trying to make my way to. Why? What do you mean? Why? Why? Football game? Like, 
I'll take my wife to a baseball game because it's real chill and you can just chill, like, but football, man, like, you better be, you better be heading to swivel, baby. Don't wear the wrong colors. Make sure. It's well, dangerous. I'll be in Levi's. I'll be in Niner colors. All right, cool. You got that hat. You got that yeah, Kittle jersey. Yeah. I'm you sure there your, are many Niner fans that want to throw things You got things your at. Kyle Shanahan super fans official laminated card. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I take it back. I'm the hater. I'm the hater. I'm the negative one. Just well, one day out. I'm going to have Kyle Shanahan interview. He's like, so why you hate my guts, man? I'll be like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I would love to interview Kyle. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, no. He'll never do it. Maybe I'll, no. what if I tell him I want to, you know, talk about his offensive genius, and then once ten I get part him, series, I just want to ask. I could do that. Maybe that'll work. Uh, last one here, we sneak in, Doctor Doom, MD. So cringe, Grant. Hurts to someone I respect. Be so clearly emotional and lose objectivity. Please play this back and be critical of yourself. Be better. We're be better. Emotional. What are you talking about? This was a great show. Everyone likes it except for you, Dr. Doom MD. But thank you for the $5. <laughs> Although I think that went to you. I think it went to you. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, sorry. I think all the money. I don't going. know how it works. But that, doctor, thank you. It was a good show. Yes, it, it was, was passionate. It was fun. I don't remember anything we said, and I'm never going to think about it again. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm never talking <laughs> to you again, Grant. No show next week. <laughs> I respect you too. Kyle is clearly flawed, but also amazing. I just like how upset Rob gets anytime a criticism is lobbed Kyle's way. He just look at his face. He's like, oh my God, it killed. So I just kept it going. It's really funny to me. I'm sorry. Criticize. I like pushing people's buttons and I know where your button is. Yeah. Pause. <laughs> okay. That's it. Have a good week, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>